Hey, I'm Rick Meyer. Hey, I'm Mark Paul Gosler. And you're watching Project Nerd. Or go outside. Do you mean like sort of on? Uh, I guess I love you. Tragedy struck. I see you haven't lost your touch. All right, you say, Hold you steady. just count us in. What are we recording? What is this? What do, do we want to call it? Nerdcast? Do the Nerdcast? Right. Special edition. Is this Live the Nerdcast? Live from Denver Fan Expo. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Q here, exclusively recording this fantastic episode of the Nerdcast from the Denver Fan Expo. And I am joined by... Tyler. And... Orion. And we decided to sit down and have ourselves a nice little fireside chat about a little, a little known, very small independent film called Dune. Dune. Everyone knows that Dune is maybe regarded as one of the best sci-fi novels of all time. Does everyone, does everyone know that? Do you I know that? I'm uh, well aware of this fact. <clears throat> I've never even read we're the gonna, book. One I, of the yeah. first things we're going to do before we get into the nitty-gritty yeah. is we have to lay a baseline of uh, a familiarity of with the universe okay. of Dune. So. Fair. So... I mean, are we doing that now? Or yeah, let's, do, let's just do it now. Let's okay. just dive right in. So we're people, diving into Dune. People are excited. Before we start, to give you an idea of where each of our opinions are coming from and so that I decide how much I dislike everyone else's opinion, fair. we're going to set a baseline level of familiarity cool. with Dune. So cool, cool, cool. What you knew about Dune coming into this, yes. what your expectations were, that Kay. sort of thing. All right. So me, I have not read any of the novels. I have seen the David Lynch Dune. And I did watch several of the miniseries that the Sci-Fi Channel produced several years back. Uh, I think they did a Children of Dune as well as... They did a Dune, a six-hour miniseries, and then they took the book Children of Dune and Dune Messiah and combined them into one, into one. second okay. se- I've, I've with seen James McAvoy in it. I have seen all of James that. McAvoy? That is my knowledge base. And okay. now I have seen the new Dune. All right. Ryan, where were you at coming in? Nothing. Zero? I haven't even seen Lynch's Dune. Okay. I'm familiar with it and the what you know what's not so great about it, but that's about it. Okay. I, I knew what it was. Sure. All right. That uh, so uh, that puts me next. So I have read the novel Dune. I have read all five of the sequels that Frank Herbert wrote himself. I've also read multiple prequels and sequels by his son and Kevin J. Anderson, which I made through as many as I could, but they are not good. They okay, are, that was going to be my my question. Well, not we to can, like we can, I can have you. an entire podcast on the things about there. Are th- there are one hundred percent things I liked about Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson's. Sure works in the Dune universe based off of Frank Herbert's notes. Sure. For those that are aware, like, obviously Dune was first book in what was turned out to be a series of six, but was supposed to be at least seven or eight books. Okay. Um, so Frank Herbert died after the publishing yep. of Chapter House Dune, which is the last one he proposed. Then his son, Brian Herbert, based on some of his notes, lurking along with well-known sci-fi author Kevin J. Anderson, he wrote a lot of stuff in the original, old-school Star Wars Expanded Universe. Yes, and definitely. The Jedi Order. He's also infamous for creating one of the most controversial, like, MacGuffins, if you will, in the originally expanded you, but we'll get into that later. But, um, it's, it's, I mean, it is where it is. I've, so I've read those. Okay. I have seen Lynch's movie multiple times. I have seen the six, the, so like the 2003 miniseries, or 2001 or 2002 miniseries with William Hurt as the Oscar Isaac character on. Uh, sci-fi. Then they did a second one that combined the second novel, Dune Messiah, and the third novel, Children of Dune, into one. Yes. With a... And here's the thing. 
we're gonna have to we're gonna have to lay this base level too of like spoilers. Sure. And I don't mean spoilers to people who have seen the movie and you guys. Yes. I mean spoilers to what may or may not happen in the second half of Dune of Part Dune Two. Part Two. Okay, fair enough. And any sequels that come after that. Totally fair. Uh, I think that that's a really that's like a perfect swatch swatch of of uh, viewership and knowledge. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I well, think I that's know good. like nothing. You know, like a like some, but yeah. none of the books. He's an and this guy is like a. Here's the thing. I'm in the Dune. bag. I'm in ba- in the bag for Dune already. It's one of my favorite sci-fi novels of all, of all time, and I've read okay. a lot of sci-fi novels. Um, I mean, but there's also a reason it is the best-selling sci-fi novel of all time. Sure. So. But then, sorry. Um, but then, I lost my train of thought. Now, you said it's one of the n- best novels of all time. But, but it is one of the, it is one of the best novels of all time. But it, everything else, I don't know. It's one of those. Like, even if you're not familiar with it, you've seen its fingerprints everywhere. Like, it's, sure. There's jokes about how much of it is in Star Wars, how much of it is various sci-fi things, and how much of it is in Lord of the, um, Wheel of Time is a big one. Sure, uh, Wheel of Time has so many parallels to Dune story; it's insanely funny. But do you? A quick question: be, Being kind of the resident uh, reading expert, I would say in the in the Project Nerd group, like you read probably more than anyone else. Say what? No, the no, resident. I know it all. Um, you hear the phrase a lot where people are like, "The oh, the book's better than the movie. Book's better than the movie." Do you think Dune is one of those? Because even and we'll dive into our personal thoughts on on the new Dune movie, but one of the immediate like right out of the right out of the gate, they're like, "Oh yeah, well, it feels like it's relatively faithful to the book, but there's still certain things missing or changed." Do you think that? Dune is one of those novels or the series of Dune that you can adapt faithfully without dropping things? Like, or do you think it it needs to happen? You 100% could. I don't know that you would want to. Okay. Like, I understand that some people get very, whether it be like the Tom Bombadil from Fellowship of the Ring or something else, when things get cut, regardless of the reasoning behind it, there's always going to be those purists like, well, you left this part out or you didn't mention this or you change the way these two characters are related sometimes you have to for a better smoother no matter what you say like i can put as much stuff in a movie as i want like we've got extended versions we have director's cuts but it's like some at some point you also have to just like be able to there has to be a through line there has to be you have to keep the cuz the, the people you have to keep the, there's a different medium there's different sure. rules so I believe that it's it is very it would be possible to make one that's totally faithful page to page the entire length of the book. Sure. I don't know that you would want to. I don't know that sure. it would be a very good movie. You wouldn't want to like Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Not even Dune. not even that so much as I mean for one thing one of the reasons a lot of people pick up Dune and put it back down again is the first couple chapters there's 50 to 100 pages they are dense and sure. it's a lot of exposition a lot of info dump a lot of like setting the stage of this world that's kind of parallels the feeling the future, of the beginning of lynch of the lynch movie similar There's very a similar big information dump big info just dump. at the beginning um, and that was like if you went and saw lynch's theater they even handed out like glossaries in the lobbies of most large theaters like to help people understand the words but i mean we, i want to talk about denny's movie because yeah, that's what it. we're here for well, but how yes. long was lynch's dune uh, not that long. Not that yeah, long. It's not I mean, that long. It got, it's a long story. It got butchered by the studio. Like, mm-hmm. he's taking his, all but taking his name off of that. He won't yeah. speak about it. Yeah. It's not something he ever talks about. But 
the I mean, I think he made one version. I think the studio released another version. I think there's probably a third version in there that someone was looking for, but wasn't unattainable. Yeah. So we're not getting a David Lynch's Dune released on HBO Max anytime soon. No, that's not going to be that's happening. okay. Uh, all right, so I want to go in. If it's cool with you, Tyler, I think I want to hear Orion since you are like the the newest and freshest to the Dune canon, if you will. Yeah. First blush reaction after seeing the new Dune movie. What what were your immediate thoughts that ran through your head after the credits started or when the credits started rolling? Dang it. <laughs> well, no, after seeing it, I was I was in it for the whole time, completely sure. immersed. Sure. And then it ends. On sure. A, oh, we're talking spoilers, right? Yeah. We're kind, yeah. Sure. It ends kind of unsatisfyingly in the okay. way of, it's it's like the Fellowship of the Rings. Sure. It's like it ends, and it's like it's only just starting. Sure. So you were you were already ready for the next. I could have watched five more hours of it. From there. That's a, yeah. That's a great reaction to have. Now, oh, totally, yeah. Do you think, because I saw it with my wife as well, she also n- knows absolutely nothing about Dune. Do you, did you feel like after watching the film, you're like, oh, I, I clearly understand what is happening? Oh, yeah. No, I really thought uh, Villeneuve, Villeneuve, doesn't he pronounce it Villeneuve? Anyway. Villeneuve. Yeah. Villeneuve. Yeah. Villeneuve. 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 Okay. I, I think Denis he did Villeneuve. a really good job. Yes. Of, Keeping it dense, but also not dumping exposition. Sure. I was really worried about that, sure. especially when the movie started, because you yeah. have Zendaya like talking sure. about everything. I thought it was great. I was able to understand everything without having someone have it to explain or, it. Or all. a glossary handed or, to yeah, you a glossary. In, in the lobby. That seems insane. Uh, I will. I will agree that. I thought one of the things, if we're talking just straight cinematic like comparisons, because that's all I can compare. I think one of the things that he did exceptionally well was he somehow didn't spoon feed the information to you, but still made it feel accessible. And I think that especially Lynch's movie is a pretty inaccessible movie in a lot of ways. I think there are a lot of things that feel very strange, whether that is to the the studio butchering that took place yeah. um, or whether it's to, you know, some of David Lynch's more esoteric yeah. leanings. I mean, there's definitely choices that have been talked about ad nauseum that he makes that movie that probably don't work well, but they're. this is where we get into that territory of, like, how faithful do you want it to be and still be a coherent movie? Sure. So, for instance, in the novel, lots of interior thoughts of multiple characters in a scene. Sure. So third, full, like, third-person omniscient. Lynch try if you've watched the movie he tries to replicate that by literally like the shot no one moves in the shot no one's lips move and you hear the person voice themselves over of their internal thoughts and it's clunky as hell sure because it doesn't work it doesn't work at the speed of thought at the speed of reading you have to watch them stare all stare at each other (laughs) not say anything while one of the actors is voicing himself over because he's thinking the thing and (laughs) it's a very it's a very clunky choice but it's incredibly faithful to, to what is in the novel. Yeah. Now, did you think, Tyler, as somebody, and I think we can just take it on a very surface level as we kind of dive in, but did you think that the that uh, Denny communicated what's going on well? It's, it's interesting to me. I was impressed at how good he was able of making some pretty dense material understandable. He left. He obviously didn't. It was... A lot of shallow dips there. It wasn't sure. we were going deep immediately. But at the same time, 
I'm surprised at how few edges he sanded off. Like, there's a lot of stuff lore-wise or, like, plot-wise or things that I'm surprised he left in in the form he did to be very just like, no, you need to understand this right now. Sure. Um, and Can you give everyone, an example? Everyone I saw it moving. Well, just like... Like one thing in particular that you were like, that is a little, like, I'm impressed. Like, on the nose. Anything that dealt with, like, some of the different factions. So, like, understanding... Like all the different like machinations of what like who the Bene Gesserit are or sure. the guild mechanics or like that the Sardaukar forces that were coming from this planet are actually the Emperor's secret. Like he just he didn't like try to smooth any of the edges out as far of like the density of the text. Now there's sure. some scenes definitely excised and there's one small like subplot kind of like smoothed off. But like I'm impressed at how faithful he was. No, I shouldn't say how faithful he was, but how how little he felt he needed to sanitize how dense some of that information is. Sure and still tell a, a smoothly moving story. Yeah, I, I will totally agree with that. I thought, and that was one of the conversations that I had with Haley as, as soon as we left the movie, was I was like, um, I, I felt like this movie wasn't dumbed down, and I really appreciated that. Like, it actually made for a more enjoyable viewing experience because it felt... It felt like I was going on an experience. I was learning new things. I was exploring new things for the first time. Um, so let's get to, what do you think about casting? What do you think about all the performers in this film? Do you think that they, everyone nailed it across the board? Do you think there were any weak links? Do you think anyone was exceptional? Tyler, we'll go with you since you, you I have the book to compare I to. I would say the most, I think most MVP goes to Rebecca Ferguson. I've always been a fan I of her, anything that she does, but she by far like she, kills yeah, it. Yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. She does the... She does. She We're does, talking yeah. about the new uh, Dune movie. Yes. She did. Um, <laughs> she definitely has the most thankless role, kind of. I mean, she has one of, between other than her and Paul. Like, those are the two sure. mediest roles in this first half of this novel. Sure. And it's very much about the relationship. But she, I think, has the more difficult wire to walk there and did it she amazingly. It. But then everyone who did like little small, there was a lot of little small bits that were just purpose. Like obviously Javier Bardem is only in it maybe two scenes as Stilgar, but he was very effective. He's always I'm great. I'm curious to see how that'll work when he becomes a much more Larger prominent character, character in sure. the second part. But um, there's also some casting based on if continued movies continue to get made like I'm in curious about because Obviously, there are people who won't, don't make it through this movie, or maybe sure. they do, people who don't, sure. like that sort of thing. So there are definitely some of these roles who like probably won't be see seeing Oscar Isaac's character show up anytime soon, <laughs> right. but I wouldn't count anyone else in this cast what? for being in multiple movies. So Sure. Uh, were there any that you thought were weak links? Like, were there any that you're like, that's interesting character for that? I don't, I wouldn't say casting. weak. I think some got paid short shrift by the, by the script. Script. That will be rectified, hopefully, in the next sure, one. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but the the Thufer Howard character, and like yeah. the actor's name is escaping me. He plays the he plays Duke Leto's Mentat, yes. Thufer, and he's the one who's like the head of security. Yeah. That's a very meaty role, and the kind of character he plays. There's a lot to unpack there. That this is one of this is one of those like deep kind of like world building chunks that Denny kind of cut out. Sure. Is like the Mintats and like their relationship and his character and David Dalstamaki's character players are very similar in that. Sure. So Which I was, I was pleased to see him after seeing him in Polka Dot Man most recently for Suicide Squad. 
I really, yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed seeing him pop up in this film. Uh, I will say, out of all the casting, and I and I was talking with Iggy. Spoiler: I was talking with Iggy about this last night, um, and I think it's because I unfortunately haven't gotten to see a lot of things that. She, she has done so far, but Zendaya was an interesting choice for me. And I think the main reason is because I have two teenage daughters that grew up watching this show on Disney Channel called Shake It Up, which Zendaya was in. Uh, she was a star of. And so for me, it's been kind of hard to buy her as like a serious actor. Um, but I also haven't seen um, Malcolm and Marie, which I heard is very good and she's very good in excellent and then i haven't yeah. seen euphoria which i have also heard it she is amazing in so, i'm in the same boat with but you. after seeing this i am interested to see more of her character i don't know that there was enough in this movie to like she was in there for like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah i mean to like do that's anything also very true to like she doesn't become a character until the second half of the novel so sure they definitely fed her a little bit to help with some like world building stuff but at the same time that was definitely the the percentage of her the comparison like the analogy of the percentage of her in the trailer to amount of her in the full movie sure. as percentages is pretty tilted in one direction i think to put butts in seats especially in these definitely these trying times at the theater so that's totally fair now for both of you guys are there any particular moments in the film that stood out to you that were like that was just a spectacular something action sequence moment Especially you, Orion, as never having anything to go off of. Was there anything that like blew you away that you were like, that, that moment right there, that sold me on this film? Honestly, it, it was a lot. I mean, from start to finish, there's so many different, like even camera shots I can think of that are really memorable and just really like sure. moments that were really do stand out to me. Sure. So it's kind of hard to pick and choose any of them. Um, I don't know. Uh, Zimmer's score really helped with that, I'd like to say. Yeah, his score was killer yeah. in this movie. I really enjoyed it. He really did do a, a fantastic job. Yeah, I thought, I, I really like his, you know, he has a special brand of clanging and humming and weird Boom. sounds. And I think it really worked to kind of sell the world of Dune. Like, it felt otherworldly, but recognizable enough that it didn't feel, like, completely alien. Yeah. I really liked the Atreides theme. Yes, yeah. totally agreed. Um, I think for me, when I was watching the movie, one scene that I just thought was absolutely gorgeous is um, probably the attack, the Harkonnens attack on the city. I thought that for for a movie that I don't I don't even know that I would consider it like an action film, but for a for a movie that was pretty epic and sweeping. I thought it was really, like, the action was really gorgeously shot and didn't feel like an action movie. It just felt like these kind of sweeping things. And a lot of times you were, he was showing you these shots from kind of, like, a distance. So you were just, like, seeing things happen instead of following a character as he's, like, running and dodging bullets, you know? It felt much more like an orchestral action scene. And I really appreciated that. I feel like you really nailed the scale of yeah. things, too. Especially... I don't know, you really go in different levels, too, where you start on space, you have the huge spaceships, then you go down to the planet of... Sure. What's it called? Which one? 
the desert planet. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it's got to be. This is as the book reader. It is the Gomjabar scene. That is yeah. an iconic scene in the novel. Like yes. one of the biggest, very most important early scenes in the thing. So that when the Paul has to put his hand in the box, at pain and the the Reverend Mother. Muhammad puts the the Gomjabar to his neck, the poison needle, and then Rebecca's outside the doors. That was, it's an amazingly well shot. There's a lot of interesting like camera tricks and like directorial choices that Denny makes in that scene. That library gives it that gives it that weird. There's this very specific time period to Dune and like the setting of what's it's an it's an ancient future. So it's like a future, but it's an old empire that's been around sure. for ten thousand years, and things have certainly like regressed in the sense that. They don't have computers, so there's they still have these libraries again, sure. and it's really it's a really I just I, that scene is perfect. Yeah, I I will totally agree with that. I will say that I was I was really surprised at how different that scene was from not even surprised pleasantly surprised how different that scene was from the uh, David Lynch film. It's a completely different setup, um, and. I don't think it had, like, this was a very impactful moment, and, like, you felt that intensity that he's going through, and I think it was almost, and I don't think it was intentionally played for laughs, but in the original movie, it's kind of laughable. It's clunky. It's yeah. a clunky scene. Um, but, it, the, yeah, I thought this was really cool. I really liked how they handled, and I'm probably going to butcher it, is it called The Voice? The Voice, just the, the Voice. Yeah. We're, we're always with a capital V. Oh, okay. In the novel, that's how it's written, too? Um, it's a, it's I, a proper. It's definitely a proper noun. I in love the books. that. I really liked how it was handled. I thought that that was cool. I thought it was a very interesting. Instead of you know, Iggy was joking earlier. He's like, instead of you know, the voice just being turned up, instead of the volume just getting louder. Yeah. Uh, I like that it had this like very. I don't know. I I described it as like a creepy. Like it had a really creepy. It, it, it doesn't interest. Like feel. I don't know exactly what the terms for the effects, but it does a very good job of making it sound or feel like that is that is something that could speak to your subconscious yes. without you it's consciously like being able to do it. Yes. You feel invaded listening to it. Uh, and I really liked that. I thought that that was a really cool effect and, again, a, a very clever choice. One of the things that stuck out most to me about what Denny did was he took a lot of things that would feel nonsensical, I think, and really grounded them and made them feel like perfect example. One of the ones I used was their their like dragonfly ships that they use to get around. Orenthopters. The Orenthopters. It it feels like on the surface you look at that and you go, well, that's kind of silly looking. But then when you're watching them use it, by the time you're watching it fly, you're like, yeah, I think that actually makes sense. Like that feels correct for this world. Um, and I think that was one of the things I was most impressed with. Everything that felt alien, after you were around it for a minute, you totally were like, yeah, all this seems totally logical. Like it no longer felt alien, I guess. The world building was fantastic yeah. in the whole thing. Well, that's why, that's what helped with the whole immersion in the first place. The fact that I bought it. I yeah. bought the whole thing. You're like, I'm on Dune right now. I'm, on <laughs> I'm in the Dune. I'm on Arrakis. Yeah, you can There's definitely tell that Denny yeah. loved this novel. And it's been it's been reported ad nauseum, but, I mean, this is a novel he came to in his teens and has been a lot to him. His This has been his dream job for a long time. Um, you could definitely feel it in there. Like, this is made by a, a true fan of the book. You sure. see so, the passion, yeah. Yeah. And this dude, let's just talk about him as a director for a hot second. Because I will say 
very, very few directors come along where I, I can honestly say that I have loved every film he has made so far. I don't think there is a wink link, a weak link among his his oeuvre, if you will. And I think that that's rare, and it always worries me to an extent. Like when this project got announced, I was very excited because I was very excited about what he could do, but I was very worried to what most people were worried about was that we would have a repeat of a Blade Runner 2049 where the movie's fantastic, nobody goes to see it, it doesn't make any money, it's not successful, and then I am worried that too many moves like that will kill his career in Hollywood. And I don't want to see that. Like, I want, I want to see him continue making movies. Are there any particular films of his that you guys have loved prior to Dune? Or all of them? I mean, all of them. You I mean, them. there's something about all of them, whether it be Sicario. You haven't seen any? Nope. <laughs> have you seen Sicario? I have not seen Sicario. Ha have you seen Prisoners? I have not seen Prisoners. Have you seen nothing? Arrival. Arrival? Nope, not even Arrival, yeah. Incendies? Prisoners? No, you've done. Yeah, you don't like prisoners. No one likes prisoners. I like. I, I mean, mean, I, mean like, I don't like no, no. prisoners. Prisoners is an amazing <laughs> film. It's an amazing film, but it is. It's a it tough is a, watch. It is a hard watch. Yeah, it is a tough. It is a tough. It is watch. a hard, hard watch. But yeah, I love Arrival. I love Sicario. And then as a huge fan of the original Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is. I mean, Denny. And it's hard to say this because there's so many good directors out there that whose work I've loved, but. Denny is easily probably my favorite working director today. I would agree. I think he is he is going to be known as, and you know, some people may be like, Bleh, but I think he is he is the modern day kind of like a Spielberg, somebody who comes along, makes such a huge. And I'm not saying his films are com comparable, but I'm saying someone that becomes such a well known hit maker that Hollywood hopefully will just kind of open the doors to him, whatever he wants to do. Kind of like Nolan. Totally. They just give him whatever. Totally. Yeah. They're like, Christopher Nolan, you can do it. And now I'm not saying I love every Nolan movie, but they have made money. They are always successful. Uh, Tenant was interesting. I, I, I liked it, I think. Yeah, I mean, if if Denny could get the kind of carte blanche that... Um, that he gets? That he gets, <laughs> that, that Nolan, Nolan gets. gets now? Like, I can't even imagine what kind of weird stuff he would dig into, and I'm so here for it. But my question is, do you think... Because I think, and actually, that's a, I think that's a really good segue to, into something. I think Christopher Nolan has actually, it has been to his detriment that he has gotten carte blanche. I, I think, agree. I think Christopher Nolan has gotten a little too Christopher Nolan-y for his own good. <laughs> uh, I like to call it the Wes Anderson effect. It's essentially like you, you get so introspective into who you are and what you are as a director that you almost become like a parody of yourself. I feel like Christopher Nolan has gone there. I like Wes Anderson. I also feel like Wes Anderson has gone there. I enjoy his movies. I know some people may agree or disagree, uh, but especially, I don't know if you guys have seen, I'm sure you've seen the trailer for The French Dispatch. The French Dispatch, I watched that movie and I was like, this looks like Saturday Night Live making a parody of what they think a Wes Anderson movie is. Yeah, and I'm totally here for it. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I don't know. My fear is, do you think if, if Denny got carte blanche, do you think that there is an opportunity that he would go off the rails? <laughs> like, do you think maybe what he is doing is fantastic because he kind of has to work within a structure? 
Does that make sense? I see what you're saying, and I kind of, I don't think he will, because I think the biggest problem with Nolan is that he's always trying to be, he very clearly has a pretty big ego. He sure. He thinks he's the best director out there right now. Sure. So he he's trying to do. Do you like, think he's the best director? No, out but there he's right now? but he's good enough to think that he is. Okay, that's fair. I, well, he's, and no one yeah. no one number three knows their number like believes their number three. I'm not saying sure. that he's the best director they're working. I'm saying you gotta can you name five better. Five better. That's, I'm just saying. I think he's he's good enough to yeah, believe that he's I, the best. I would agree with that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's fair. And I, well, that's why I agree. You could make a case for it. It easily. works to his detriment. Like it does. Tenet is a great example of. I really like Tenet, but sure, <laughs> it's fun. It uh, but it's, it's weird. Yeah, and it's a little inaccessible. Dune. Yeah. Is great. <laughs> Dune is really good. We're talking about everything right now. We're just yeah. talking about no, different I think villain I think he'll I'm not gonna say his last name. We'll call him Denny. Keep going with Denny. No, Vill I think he'll be fine. I do think so. Yeah. I will say that I was so overjoyed when they announced that part two was happening. From a purely studio financial perspective i was very worried that we would be left with a half a dune me too yeah i mean the official announcement from legendary came a little bit later than i think everyone sort of knew it was coming but at the same time i definitely had concerns especially when day and date came because day and date's not going to stop you know people from seeing bond sure. but it might be yeah. stop people from going to see it's based on a book about what from when and like sure. uh, with what i don't worms okay no so i mean that's a that's a gamble so and the fact that it did as well as it did is proof. Is, is, <laughs> if nothing else, is just exciting for me that I was for worried for a long time maybe we would never get a part two. Sure. Now I'm excited that, like, if this does well, he could make, he could conceivably make as many of these as he sure. wants. I mean, there's a lot more book after this now, one. Now, I know that there's talk uh, about HBO Max doing a series in the Dune world that he would be executive producing. Have you heard or read anything about this? I haven't heard any this? of, like, buzz other than, like, maybe it's a thing that would happen, but I, I could see that I could see that. I'd yeah. be on board with that. I think, honestly, I think that would be a smart road to go for uh, HBO Max to kind of define them as something different, a different streaming service. You've got the Peacemaker series off of Suicide Squad. If we got a Dune series off of Denny's movies, if we get, we get a, we're getting a Gotham, another Gotham-based police series That's right, yeah. off of the new... Matt Reeves' Batman movie. This is kind of what I had hoped for, and I, I used this as, as an example last night. Uh, I am a fan of the Stephen King's Dark Tower series. I really, I really like those books. Um, I will say that I was hopeful, because originally it was announced when that movie was getting made, that it would be made into a series of films that would also be joined by a Amazon series, all heralded by or shepherded by um, what's his name, Opie from uh, Ron, oh, Howard. Ron Howard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then it didn't happen, and we got a really shitty Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey Dark Tower, and then we got a canceled Amazon Dark Tower prequel series. Um, I guess I don't know where I was going with that. Other than I really hope that we get to live in the Dune world more, because it is something that I am very excited about. Especially after watching Part One, it's a world that I want to revisit 
and dig deeper into and learn more about the mythology. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more to tell, even just with regards to what they've left out from this first book so far or what they haven't gotten to yet. Sure. Not to mention when we start getting into sequels. So. Sure. Do you think that there is a possibility? Is there anything, and you don't have to spoil it, but is there anything that you are worried won't end up in a part two that you're like has to be in the part two? Not really. No. I, I feel like I feel based on what he showed in the first half, I you're like okay. I I know all the notes he kind of had the narrative notes he's gonna have to hit, and I I would I th I don't know how you'd cut any of them out. Sure. Can we all just also agree how much we appreciate the uh, whatever the new like shaky shield effect that they have instead of the like weird polygons floating over tops Very of people good. are? Yes, <laughs> I and it did a better job of explaining like how they work and what this reality is about this future. Where why is everyone using swords and not guns? Sort of totally. thing without exposition too. Yeah. Without because the nice, exposition because a slow weapon can penetrate the shields. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought. Like, just like you said, a very clever way, and like you said, Orion, a very clever way to do it without them being like, hey, did you know that this is how these shields work? Okay, cool. It, it was, you know, it felt natural instead of forced. Yeah, and I that really, was really one of those things where it's like, I'm, it's, a, it's an edge he didn't sand off to make it more accessible. I'm, and I'm, the, I'm surprised how many of them he left, how many of those like little edges, those sharp edges he left. Sure. And expected everyone just to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a, it's, it was a really amazing movie and one that I immediately, because I, I had been holding out not watching it on HBO Max because I wanted the full theater experience. I wanted to pay my dollars. I wanted to, you know, get that. But now I'm like, I immediately want to watch it again on HBO Max, like as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and I hope, I hope that, you know, Denny can continue to make his passion projects because clearly he can work some real movie magic when he's into something that he, or when he gets his hands on something that he's really, really into. Uh, any final thoughts on Dune? I mean, obviously, I'm sure we could have a solo Dune podcast, but... I mean, we could, but, I mean, the biggest thing would is if you haven't seen it yet, please go and see it. In the theater, in preferably, theaters, yes. if, if you're comfortable if you, with if, it. If you, if you feel like you're in an area that's safe and you feel comfortable with it, go see it in the theater. If not, get a good sound system at least, because yes. you'd need a good sound and system. And subscribe to going. HBO Max. <laughs> And you can watch it on HBO Max. So it's one of those things where, yeah, do your favor self, do yourself a favor, go see it, and you know what? Maybe pick up the book if it's if it strikes your fancy. It is a, it's one of the best-selling sci-fi novels for a reason. It's I will say that I left the movie, and I've never felt this way in all the previous things that I've watched Dune-related. I did leave the movie going, maybe I should read the novel. Like I agree. I don't know. But you said you telling me that the first couple chapters may be a tough, a tough bit to get through. I will say, did make me a little bit nervous. I, one last thing I would like to say is, 100% see this because I feel like this is going to be a huge genre define, not even just genre defining, but sure. defining movie in general, because I everything we've talked about is how how it's going to do like with the rest of the franchise, yeah, and how this is defined that definitely. And, I mean, this is this is one of the biggest things like to come. So we're kind of getting a look into the future, and we're seeing how there's going to be sequels at this point, and there's going to be there's going to be series, there's going to be a lot of Dune to come. So I don't get in while you can. Dune, Dune, Dune. Get in while it's not shoved down your throat. Go see Dune. See Do it. it. Project Nerd recommends go see Dune. Buy tickets to Dune. Watch Dune at home in your home theater. Dune, do Dune, Dune, Dooney Dune. Dooney Dune. The Spice. Spice Melange. 
the spice. Did you say the spice belongs? Melange. Melange. What it's called, melange. That reminded me of Dora Melange from Black Panther. More like melange, like a mixture of something, a melange. Oh, spice melange. Spice melange. Interesting. Is the spice the sand? The spice is in the sand. That orange stuff that you. I thought we were. The orange stuff we that you see floating. I just. <laughs> I the, thought I'd end it on a the question. The orange powder you see floating on the surface of the sand, like when he would that get is those. That's the spice. Like, that's the spice. Has it ever explained like what is the reason for that they spice exists? They, kinda, they, yeah, they like, speak about it early on, very very early on, when they're talking about why they're mining the spice and why it's required. And you see a couple members of the guild. It does a lot of things. It allows a limited level of prescience to certain people. It does a bunch of really, it's very healthy and lets you live longer. But the main thing is, is if you take a lot of it, it gives you basically a prescient sensor ability to see in the future that allows guild navigators to fly those giant donut ship, sure. shaped ships through. you saw through space because folding space is inherently dangerous and the amount- Unless you can see- to, Unless you can see in the future to plan a path to like not, Interesting. Run into a star or something like that. It's explained very densely in the book, but yes, the spice is necessary for the empire to work for interstellar travel to be possible. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. Go see it. Also, make sure you check out all of the amazing shows and podcasts on the Project Nerd Network. Go to www.project-nerd.com. Also, go to Project-Nerd on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. Click the little uh, reminder icon so you can get notifications of when new videos are dropping. Make sure you check us out anywhere podcasts are available. If you enjoyed our Dune chat, let us know. Drop a comment. Heck, maybe if enough of you comment, we'll just start a Dune podcast. <laughs> we'll just talk Dune all the time. And maybe if nobody comments, this will be the last year of Dune from us. Uh, but either way, go check it it's, out. It's not the last you'll hear about Dune from me. <laughs> That's fair. Definitely not the last you'll hear from Tyler. Uh, also, please remember, we are at conventions right now. The Pro Nerd Tour is on the road. We are happening. It is happening. So make sure you check out all the amazing content that we have coming from Denver Fan Expo, all the amazing content that we had from Colorado Springs Comic Con, all the amazing content that we had from Tallgrass Film Festival. This is just getting started, and it's the fall, so look forward to what we have coming in 2022, which is a whole bunch of amazing live content for you guys. Uh, that's really all I've got. So let the spice flow. The spice must flow. It must.